Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Welcome back to another episode of Pushing Back Chaos with me, Melon. Welcome to a new year, 2024. Here we are. We're freaking living in the future, people. Uh, how are you, Mike? How are things going in your neck of the woods, buddy? It's good, man. Happy 2024. I know we've been kind of MIA for, geez, probably over a month now, just over a month, I think. But uh, man, lots been going on, lots of changes for the both of us. And like mm-hmm. anybody else, we have life to deal with and we had to stop and focus on a few things and uh, get right ourselves before we come on here and we start talking a bunch of shit like we know anything so <laughs> welcome back it's good to be back i mean there's been a lot going on you know for me uh just before christmas the family are uh, back in australia they're all set up there now so i had this is the stuff that's been going down since we last recorded i was uh, in australia for a a period of time with them getting them set up uh, in Melbourne, on the, on the southeast in the state of Victoria, which is my hometown. Uh, we had a bit of time at Christmas. <laughs> we had kids get positive COVID again. So we, we had to isolate again. We couldn't see family in South Australia again. So we went around we went around to the family's uh, Christmas party and stood in the front yard and waved through the window to uh, the matriarch of the family, great-grandma, uh, as she sat inside and we did a video call with her and she played some piano to us. She's 98. And it's like, what do you want? What do you do? You know, you don't want to be the guy that causes the 98 year old head of the family to, you know, get desperately unwell, let alone uh, pass. So it was a bit of a, a downer on Christmas, but we packed up our stuff. We had stuff in storage that had been there for the whole time we've been in Saudi. So, you know, like 14 years, just like wedding photos and, stuff that is important to us. Packed it in a van and drove over to uh, Melbourne on uh, Boxing Day, which is about a 500 mile, 750 kilometer drive. Um, got a new car for Cherry and the kids. And then uh, they're all set up at my brother's house there in Melbourne. And we had a great time there with my family and taking Michael to uh, figure out how he's going to get to the school that he's going to be going to and uh, getting Annie's homeschool set up there. Uh, in Melbourne and she's been able to sort of transfer inside the same organization that does her has been doing her homeschool but to a time zone uh, that's better for them there and she's been able to keep one or two of the same teachers so it's been really a great transition and you know I'm back here on my own and life carries on there and it's a a significant uh, change has sort of gone down for me and the real big reason we we were getting home is uh, and he's now connected in to Vision Australia, which is like the main charity that supports uh, people who are legally blind and have vision problems in uh, that city. She's been a client of theirs previously, but now she's living there. It's a, it's a big change. And so we're getting assessments done and uh, equipment and they're going to, it's amazing the support that they provide that we've been sort of doing without uh, here on our own. Now they're there, they'll come into the home, they'll assess the homeschool set up and, uh, you know, they'll be able to recommend and provide better equipment and better ways of setting stuff up and all, all of those, uh, all that expertise that they have. So that's all just sort of happening in and around as we speak right now. And, uh, yeah, it's been a busy time and a lot of change. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. I, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, my time. It's like, man, I had to drive 
a few hours home back to Pennsylvania and it's just like, oh, it's kind of sucked. There's a little bit of traffic. There's Mellon. Uh, I got to move from Saudi all the way back to Australia and fly and drive 500 miles and, <laughs> you know, all this stuff and just buying a new car and just getting his whole life together. And I'm like, man, I need to shut the hell up. I got nothing. <laughs> but uh, oh, it's, it's not like I'm necessarily starring in any of these areas, but, you know, probably tying in a little bit to what the topic is going to be today. You know, it's trying to be consistent, really. Uh, Mike, you know, trying to have those those clear goals, that clear north star that we refer to a lot to in our lives. Yeah, and this has been such a big uh, goal for us for such a long time of getting home when it was right, and being out here with the kids when they were little is such a perfect place to be. It's such an amazing experience to come and be like, wow, who knew that there's this amazing life you can have with your family uh, a long way away from home. But now we're at the time where it's the right thing to do is to get home. You know, like, and he just had her birthday. So she just turned 17 and the whole family sort of knew this birthday and they all love her so much. And anyway, there was a lot of very generous donations from aunties and uncles and grandparents and so on. And Annie pulled all of that money and, uh, you know, a bit from mum and dad as well. And she now bought a kita, which is, it's an unusual instrument. If anyone can think of bands in the 80s where they had like the keyboardist who wanted to play the keyboard like a guitar. So they've got the keyboard slung around their neck and they've got like some buttons in the left hand on the neck of the guitar and, and the, the fingers are playing the keyboard. And he has wanted one of these things for like two years. Anyway, she's now got <laughs> a guitar and she's slapping out bass tracks for goth bands that I've never heard of. And uh, this is the, it's the stuff that we we're going home for, you know, music and uh, vision support really for Annie. And Michael's in, in now enrolled in the same uh, Christian Brothers College that I went to, that my brothers went to, and his cousin goes to, is going to. And that all is is literally starting. We're recording this on a Sunday, and that is all starting tomorrow. Mm. So the Australian school year is the opposite of the Northern Hemisphere, start after summer. So they're just starting now, and they run through this year. And it's just like these goals have been such a strong motivating force for me for such a long time, Mike, that even, you know, I sort of can't quite believe it's happening, for one. And for second, even though it sort of does suck to be here on my own, I really know what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing it. The why is a powerful part. Right. Well, if for the people who've followed us for a long time now, when we very first started this, way back episode one, not your average operator, it was a time where Mellon was by himself in Saudi for six months during COVID. And it was a lot harder situation, a lot of unknown, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, he was working through a lot of stuff. Raf and I at the time were working through a lot of stuff. And it was, I think we we're all working through a lot of stuff during that period. And it was very tough people being away, disconnect everything else. And we had a conversation before Christmas about this, before you start moving. And it was a lot, uh, a lot of reflection onto that. And, realizing that man the hard stuff that we've been through like melon's time in saudi oh what dude it was almost four years ago um how it prepared yeah. him for times like this and now he's so much better prepared and confident and like what needs to happen and the situation is just that much better there's a lot of knowns instead of unknowns mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. melon's going to be there by himself for the next what year periodically heading home and doing some stuff and whatever but uh you know, we were talking about this last couple of weeks here and there. It's just 
he has a system. He knows what to expect. He's already been consistent over time, which is kind of like leading into the topic today. But he already knows what it's going to take to be on his own and what's required and and how to move forward. And I think that's very important for all of us, no matter what we're going through. Uh, and then also keeping in mind while we're going through something is like, where do we want to get to or, or what's in the mm. future that I can foresee and what you can take away from it to better prepare yourself. Yeah. So the, t- the topic we're, we're talking about, you know, is obviously we need to fill everyone in on why there's been a bit, bit of a break in um, episode frequency. But the topic today, long-term consistency and the sort of the statement or the question or the contention that Mike and I are talking about today is long-term consistency is the secret to having genuine self-confidence, self-esteem, and respect from those important to you. And that's certainly how I feel. Um, that that's I feel that that's true. I feel that that's true in my life and that the areas of my life where I have been consistent and where I am consistent, that really leads to self-esteem and confidence that then has flow and effects to having success in those areas. And the areas of my life where I've been inconsistent and where I'm not always doing uh, the routine is less reliable. They're the areas where I've got, to, I've got to keep working on. And these are the times where, you know, when you're in a time of challenge, being able to apply some of this stuff in your life, that is when it counts. You know, it's sort of easy to be on top when you're on top and it's easy to be like, yeah, I'm doing all this great stuff. And But when you're sort of in the middle of it and you're doing a bit of a hard patch, I think that's when you need sometimes to stop and think about what has been a long-term driver of success and happiness and fulfillment and meaning and try and get some clarity around that. And that's what this episode is all about for me. That's a great point. You know, going to the gym now and looking around, it's uh, almost February into the new year. And one thing I'm not a big fan of um, is the new year, new me uh, vibe. And, you know, the gym gets packed for three to four weeks at a time. Everybody's in there. You can't get on any machine or doing what you want to do. Everybody's in there just wearing random stuff. And it's just like, cool, man. Like I applaud you for wanting to change and commit. But then usually by February, that crowd's faded away and they're back to wherever they were. This whole vision of like new year, new me is on a specific date or holiday of like new year's or anything. Not saying that it can't be significant, but we're talking about just being consistent over time, no matter what you go through, good times, hard times, holidays, birthdays, deaths, <laughs> like it, it doesn't matter, like maintaining consistency through everything, you can make the decision to change now and not a date on a calendar. Um, that's how I kind of how I kind of move and, and like look around because it's like, oh, when are you going to start that? Uh, I'll start on Monday. Right. Uh, I'll start next week. I'll start on New Year's. I'll start on my birthday, you know, whatever. And I'll just continue being a lazy POS right now. You know, and it's just like, what do you expect is going to happen? Like, you're not going to go into this season or this period if you're not putting in the consistency and the effort. And there's not just going to be like this explosion of success. And, oh, life is better. I mean, you've already seen jokes Mm -hmm. probably around there of like, oh, already messed up. 2024 isn't my year, maybe 2025. And it's like, it's January. I know it's a joke, but at the same time, dude, it's like you're setting yourself up with this negative mentality in January and you got 11 months left. 
Like what, sure. what, did, what did you do currently to add to that consistency, to add to bettering yourself, the commitment part of it, which is hard as hell, right? It's freaking hard. Yeah. Um, that little negativity, little things add up over time. And it's just, uh, you know, it, it makes me kind of crazy sometimes just seeing it. And then I'm watching people fall over on their face and they're just like, I'm done. So like, you didn't even start. Yeah. You know? Like, of course, it's going to be hard your first time. Like anything you start for the first time is always going to be hard. Did you learn mm -hmm. how to ride a bike? You know, the first time you got up on it? No, no, you, you probably were like me and Melon and lost all your skin off your knees and elbows and, and probably <laughs> your face too. Um, True. You know, it's this anything you start, it's going to take work. It's going to take consistency, learning how to do things differently and adjust uh, and realizing where you go. One thing for me, you know, the last month, man, I've been really focused on consistency with my rehab. Uh, so right after Christmas, how is, how is your knee going? It's going great. Be honest with you. And it's been hard, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. Um, I got my brace off right after Christmas. So that was my Christmas gift is I got my brace off and I started walking again. That's awesome, man. Every single day, minus Saturday and Sunday is my rest day. I am in physical therapy for two and a half hours. And the team has been awesome. That's working with me. I'm in there every day. My mission is literally to get healthy. And I'm in there every single day getting dry needled in my quad, my VMO, wow. um, getting stretched, pushed. Uh, all these different stuff. Fast forward up to this past week, I jogged a mile uh, on wow. the on the treadmill with a 20 pound weight vest. Uh, wow. I'm doing cone and ladder drills and doing some like footwork things and getting my stability back, building my quad strength back and all that stuff. And then after I'm done with physical therapy, I'm staying consistent last year into this year is I still go to the gym for about an hour, hour and a half after to work out my upper body and my abs, my back and all that stuff, because there's no excuse for it. Um, I need to stay consistent, especially having an injury, because if I don't work out or eat a proper diet, then mm -hmm. I'm just going to get big and fat and be a lazy shithead. And I don't want to do that. But there was no date on a calendar. There was no yeah, yeah, yeah. influencing but myself. And Look. I knew that I wanted to get back to optimal, um, <laughs> optimal fitness, fitness, really to be able to yeah. move around in my daily life, but also to get back into the shape that I need to required for work. And there was no 100%. excuses or laziness that was going to get me there. So, uh, that's something that I've been going through, uh, and, and really getting consistent. I'm doing single leg squats now with a, with just a barbell on my back and like bending my knee and all that scar tissues breaking and tearing, which <laughs> is awesome, but I'm getting yeah. back to there and dude, I'm actually sweating again, which feels great because I'm exerting so much power trying to get my legs straight when I'm, you know, weight bearing. But, um, you know, that's something to stay consistent with, man. That's not because yeah. uh, I just want to get better. It's like, I need to get better and there's not going to be any excuse that can cover me. Otherwise, I'm not going to walk right. I'm not going to run right. I'm not going to have a functional, you know, lifestyle again. You know, it's like you do it or you don't. Period. Yeah. In in, I mean, that is a great story, Mike. It's awesome to hear um, the progress you're making, and it is it 100 highlights exactly what we're talking about here, right? The long term consistency. Like you can't just go to the gym, go all out one day, and then your your knee's going to be fine. 
it's super obvious. There's um, you can think about it like with finances. You know, people are like, "What's the? I want to invest some money and get the return next week." You know, I want to make a million dollars, and you're like, "It's the same thing. It's the same as being like, I could, you know, eat one healthy meal and I'll be fine." That's, none of these things work. You have to be playing the get rich slow game, the get fit slow game, the you know reduce your body weight slow game. If that's if that's what you're doing, leaning off, but the things are counting life. Like we know, we know that this is true, but they take time to build anything that's going to last. What's your saying? You build it fast, it will not last. Right. And consistency in fitness and rehab, like you and I have done, we've done a lot of damage to our bodies with rugby and uh, your heavy training and deployment regime over all these years and me playing rugby into a stupidly uh, ripe age. Um so that, we're both familiar with that. We know the truth of that, that you have to get in there. You can't get anyone else to do your push-ups for you. you know, And you just it, it's going to be days and weeks and months and you just need to build a routine. But there are other areas as well, Mike, I think you'd agree that consistency builds like long... It, it's like the farmer mentality rather than the stockbroker. You know, The farmer knows that they've got to water the crops and... They've got to plant the seeds and there's going to be a whole season before you're going to get a return. Right. But they know that they carefully look after their crops and their, their uh, herds of animal and all that sort of stuff. And they're going to get, they're going to get there in the end and that um, relationships come into that category and that consistency in your relationships with people around you is probably going to be the thing that is going to bear the biggest fruit for you in the long run. And that, some of the stuff about being consistent, like having consistency in your relationships, I think you have to have a bedrock of integrity between yourself and your friends and your family and your anyone you want to have a relationship work uh, with that is going to work over time. The consistency of being your word, consistency of doing the things you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do them. And it's you who says these things. Yeah. You create the, the contract for yourself to deliver on. Doing that consistency consistently builds the trust. It creates the space in that trust for the relationships to, to be strong. And these strong relationships over time are going to be the thing that's going to really transform your life, the quality of your life. The, the people that you have around you that you can lean on when the times are tough, that have resources and capability who can help you because you are the person you've said you are. Yeah, That is Stuff that's going it's you're not gonna see it early on. But when the chips are down and you're really in a pickle and you've got to call someone at 2 a.m., you're gonna have a long list of people who will do things for you. Do you have like a relationship bank account that you can you can draw on? Because you've been you've been consistently the person you say you are. Mm-hmm. You've consistently delivered on the things that you've said that you'd do. And you've got this trust piece with them. Yeah, there's, that no, there's no better feeling than having somebody in your circle that you know whether it's a really good day or a really bad day, you know exactly who they are because they've stayed consistent and you know what you're getting and that nothing yeah. good or bad is going to throw this person off, their, off the rocker and then it's like, oh, I guess we're just along for the ride again. Ha, ha, ha. You know, it's like, no, dude, I and, and those times I want to look at somebody and be like, that never changed you. Like, not that you didn't celebrate or that you weren't sad. Like, of course, you're going to have those times. 
but it never broke your consistency or your character, right? That's some of the best people. And personally, I want to be around people like that. Like I'm, I'm attracted yeah. to being around people like that. That's real strength to me, you know, to like not let the little shit or the big shit break you and just go off a whim because you get emotional or you have a bad day or you get kicked in the teeth or you win a million dollars, right? It's just like, no, no, no. Yeah. That person never changed. And man, what an inspiration to me, right? Um, that's a great point. What What's something recently, Mel, and that's, you know, since we did our last episode, what's something that you've done to can like improve your uh, relationships, but also like maintain consistency with them and yourself? Like what's something that you've taken a step to do? So, like, I've got my schoolmates, you know, I'm, I'm 47 now, I'll be 48 this year, and I've got a group of mates that I've been friends with since I was 11, when I first went to this same St. Kevin's College in Melbourne, where my son Mark was going now, starting tomorrow. I met, I met some of these guys when I was 11 in grade five, and, like, I see them every time I go to Melbourne, mm-hmm. and there's a lot... There's, you know, increasingly large amounts of stuff going on for all of us and my time there is short and there's always too many things to do and, you know, trying to get the family set up and all of that stuff, right? And it's tempting to be like, I'll just catch up with them the next time I'm in town. But it's like, no, this is what I do when I come. I let them know when I'm coming. And, you know, it just, it wasn't like a massive thing. I didn't get a whole load of food and cook or anything like that. I just was like, can you go, it's, it's, I don't have the time. Can we just meet at a pub and have a meal and have a beer and just pick the spot that was really convenient right next to a train station and boom, I rolled in and it was great. And this is, this has been a friendship group that has been held together. Like I don't blow smoke, like they're, they're all good mates but they really don't see each other that much in, in the whole group when I'm not there. There's a couple that sort of, you know, they sort of hang. But that has been something that has consistently been the case now. Now, this is the 31st year, probably. Now, this is the 31st year since we left school, so 30 years. And it's since we left school, you know, since you're going to see each other naturally without any effort. Right. And so, I mean, that has, like, I really... I value those friendships, you know. These are people, you can't get any new people who've known you for more than 30 years. You know what I mean? You can't get, you can't get back and add someone. Like, we know each other's parents. We've been on, you know, holidays and Christmas and Easter and all that sort of stuff and school camps and all those things, you know, meeting girls for the first time. But that's, that group of friends is really special to me, you know, and I don't get to see them a lot, but... They, they know that when I'm in Melbourne, I'll make the effort. And they, they make the effort to see me, you know, and it's, it's great. I think that's the key phrase right there is making the effort. And that separates a lot of people, right? We can look around, Jesus, go to work or wherever. You can see the people who are making the effort to mm. improve in some way, shape, or form in their life. I appreciate that so much, man. Like, no matter if it's just like, hey, I wanted to do my hair differently. I wanted to work out. I want, no, nah, I don't want the cookie. I want a better salad or something like that. You can see the effort in the small ways, um, not just yeah. the big ways, right? 
Um, and I really appreciate that. I had something similar, you know, over Christmas, we had our, what, fourth annual bro down, you know, I know I talked about that before. <laughs> and it's, it, it's all my high the school Yinzes, The Yinzers. The Yinzers get together for the some Yinzers. Iron City Brew. That's right, man. And we had a great time um, just hanging out. And dude, you know, talk about changes. Guys are having um, kids. Uh, Dr. Tony got engaged. Uh, my best. Boom. Yeah. My best, Dr. Tony. Yeah. My best friend's having uh, his baby here in about uh, probably within the next week. And uh, wow. I've been asked <laughs> just in the last month. I mean, we even talked about consistency and, and, it's a huge honor for me, and I've actually been thinking a lot about this. Is I, I've been asked to be a god, a godfather to two separate kids, one one my best friend and one my niece, and um, wow. that'll be wow. that'll be three for me. And and you know, I talked to my mom sitting there, and like mom, you know, like I don't, I don't, I'm not even a dad. Like I don't know what what is a godfather supposed to do, you know? And and it's I want to sit down and talk with him it's about the ring. It. It's the ring. It's the ring, right? I'm a boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a boss. You know? um, Mark, it's such a massive deal to ask someone to be a godfather. It is. As, as a parent. Like, as a parent, like, yeah. that is a, that's a voluntary choosing. The thought, I'll, I'll tell you, the thought is, if I'm, if I'm not here, who, who can I put this responsibility with to take care of this and not even born yet when you're thinking about who you're going to ask. It's like an idea. Yeah. Who would I trust with this most sacred thing that I can think of in the whole world? For you to be asked that three times, mate, it speaks volumes about your character. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, the, the more I read about it, because I'm like, you know, I, mom, and I talked to my mom. I was like, mom, I don't, I don't exactly know what a godfather is or what he's supposed to do or how I'm supposed to go about it being in their life, you know, but the one of the things that came up was consistency, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like thinking about your best friend, your kid, you know, someone you care about deeply. It's like if you were to shift over to this person and they were to take care of them or advise them, what kind of person are they going to be to them? Right. Are exactly. Are they going to get spun out of control? Do they have disastrous habits? Are they going to encourage mm. my, my son or daughter to go out and get shit faced all the time or deal with their problems in a negative way? Are they going to teach them how to deal with victory in a negative way um, to change their character into something that I don't, I, I wouldn't envision for my kids. Um, something like that. Right. And I've been exploring a lot of ways that I want to make like a pact with my godchildren is I want a mm. picture of each of us together and make some kind of a plaque with some promises or something to hold, not not just for them to see, but I want to hold myself accountable to what I promise them. So mm. it's like they can have a picture of us in their room. And when they look at it, because I'm gone a lot, right? Um, I want them to look at it and be like, that's my uncle. And mm. I know what I can go to him for because it's written right here in front of me in hard times and good times and spiritual times, emotional times, physical times, like whatever. I can always go to my uncle, my, my, my godfather, and he's going yeah. to be there for me in every aspect. And I don't want any doubt there. Um, and I need to stay consistent with what I'm doing because I can't sit there and say stuff that I'm not doing. Right. Nobody yeah. wants somebody that runs their mouth and turns around, and does the opposite. It's like you're so fake. You're you're full of shit. <laughs> you know, like 
I ain't listening to a word you say because I can't take any of it for for, for truth. Um, yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Am I perfect? No. But I am willing to put in the effort. And that I know, like everybody else that does, it separates us. Because you see the daily stuff. You see the stuff that people wake up and do, how they listen, how they talk to you, their work ethic, how they carry themselves, how, how their appearance is. You know, they just really care. They, they really give a damn. And that mm. you shouldn't take that for granted. Mate, I'm literally writing this down. <laughs> I'm also a godparent to quite a few kids. Yeah. And I, I have just literally written that down. I'm like, that is such a wonderful and powerful covenant or compact or contract between you and them. But they know that they've got someone. Look, I've had a call on once and it was um, my godson out here, uh, Dallas boys. Dallas had to go back to Australia and his, it was just a lot of, there was family time and it was, it was, uh, it was a death in the family and it was literally, you know, I was signed over like legal authority of the, of the, of the boys and they were, you know, fearful and worried and stuff. And I was like, boys, this is it. This is this is Godfather time. <laughs> and we're gonna have a great we're gonna have a great time together. And like I know those two, but they know what, what it was like in that time. It was a difficult time and we had meals together and like delivering on it is a really great thing. It's a really very special thing. And having a written statement for them to know who you are for them, I think is a wonderful gift. I mean, that's a great idea, Mike. And I'm gonna do that for mine and send send them out. Yeah. And and hopefully, you know, I'll be living in the same country as them before <laughs> too long. And they'll get a bit more consistency in time in terms of time with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, oh, really it's so important, I, right? Yeah. Well, I think that there's some really good stuff that we've talked about here around having the long term consistency being the secret to having genuine self-confidence, self-esteem and respect from those that are important to you. Mm -hmm. We've talked about having clear goals, demonstrating integrity consistently over time, which builds trust and that trust builds strong relationships. Um, Mike talked about embracing a beginner's mentality of not being afraid to fail and start something for the first time with the analogy of learning how to ride a bike, that all of the success comes after a period of not being good at something. There's a sense that when you're consistent over time, people understand the authentic you. And that authenticity word gets thrown around a lot now. But I think there's really something to it in that when you're really working in a space of integrity and trying to be your word in all areas, people get a sense of who you really are over time. And that authenticity, they see you making the effort, which you touched on. Um, that is what is going to create a bit of magic in the relationship. These people who you can call or they can call you at 2 a.m., you know, and you're the emergency contact that will sort stuff out. You're a fixer that they can rely on. I also think um, the long-term consistency might can really help us with our dark side, our shadow, our, um, our worst tendencies, the things that we could do if we, you know, gave, gave our worst side free reign, maybe... Mm -hmm an addiction or a vice that we have 
drinking or gambling or porn or social media or whatever it would be, that without that consistency in place, without a structure and routine and regularity, we can easily go down a path and end up in a place pretty far from where we want to be in, in like a surprisingly short time. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's there's like a support element as well as a getting us towards our goals that there's also a being consistent helps us not have those downfall. If we do have a downfall, we can pick ourselves up. We can go back to our close friends and really be open with them and tell them, hey, mate, I just had a massive mess up. I stuffed this thing up big time mm-hmm. and own it and then get back to integrity with the people that count and move forward. So I think there's some real stuff around controlling the downside. Do you agree yeah. with that, Mike? Yeah. There's, so something else that I've done personally is, you know, when you sit there and think about the hard times in your life, whether it's relating to your work or your family or something, somebody tries to come in and give you advice and they're not in your circle or not, they don't do what you do, so to speak. And you're kind of like, ah, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm doing. You don't understand. You're not a guy. You're not a girl. You're not a kid. You're not a boss. You're not a leader. You're not, you know, whatever it is. When you can get a group of people together that are doing the same things that are having the same struggles, right? And you can sit around, no judgment, and you can let that stuff out and talk and mm-hmm. realize that other people are going through the same stuff, but they're willing and able to make changes and they're striving to move forward and they're trying to figure things out. They're putting in the effort that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I've started to go to Bible study uh, on Wednesday nights and it's 80% uh, fellow operators and some other mixed. Yeah. Right. yeah and it's, and it's mixed um, uh, first responders as well. that are sprinkled in there and it, dude, it is so nice to sit there, we get together, we usually grab pizza or something like that. And we get together and we chat for like 10, 15 minutes. How's, how's it going? You know, what's going on? And then we get into, um, we're doing this series right now, what it means to be a disciple. It's a 10 week uh, commitment where we're learning and experiencing it. And some of these guys are lower ranking. You know, I'm, I'm kind of the senior, I'm one of the senior ranking guys. And it's awesome to sit in that place and talk about the things that we talk about, not just, you know, we're not just sitting there reading, you know, reading through the Bible and, you know, acting like these holy rulers, like people think or whatever. It's like, man, I'm talking about real life, like my real problems, Mm. my real struggles, what we read and learn about, and then how we can apply it to our life. Um, And hearing it from other, other guys that do what I Mm. do and seeing Mm. them be vulnerable and listen to what's going on, mostly outside of work. You know, like I'm not going to share yeah. some of these personal stories. It's not my place, but, yeah. um, dude, some massive things these guys are going through with family, with friends, with their kids, um, you know, struggling with uh, addiction or death or pain or constant living in the unknown of like, is today going to be the day, you know, and then you're supposed to wake up and go to work and be a higher performer. Mm. It's like, dude, yeah. I, I feel for these guys. And I, I'm so happy that I can be there and be part of it and figure out a way to, to, to help them, but also to just be there and watch them put in the effort because I'm going to give them some effort too and be there for them. And uh, it, it's been something great that I've committed to over the last you know month. And yeah. uh, 
Dude, it's been great. I mean, just surrounding myself with those type of guys and that and those people that are putting in the effort and not just physical, not just going to the gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trust the me. Hard the hard stuff. The hard stuff is the emotional and spiritual, right? 100%. And the things that you're talking about, those difficult cards, those really, the things you just, you'd never want to wish them on, you know, someone you love. You wouldn't even wish them on your worst enemy, you know, deaths of near loved ones and addiction and family breakdowns and all those other things that they happen to people. We all know, like if they haven't happened to you yet, you've just got to wait long enough and it's going to happen. You know, yeah. like it's going to happen to all of us. They're going to, there's going to be a, a major breakdown, all of us. And there's real strength. What you what you're generating there, Mike, is the consistency of being able to share these breakdowns with other people that you trust. And, it's like the sharing of the breakdown transforms an area where you're vulnerable. There's something that you, there's something bad happening in your life, and you know you have that natural instinct to protect yourself and curl up and cover up your soft parts and stay in your room, whatever it is. And you're vulnerable as long as you've got something that you're trying to hide or that you wish wasn't the case. And the sharing of it in a safe space with people you trust, we've had these relationships in these other areas with demonstrated integrity that we've been talking about. You can transform that vulnerability into invulnerability by the fact that you've owned it, you've taken the wind out of the sails of this thing, you've gotten out in front of it and you, you're able to talk about it with these people. It has you owning it and not it owning you and you're, in, you're going to be in a position where you're going to, you know, you're going to get great advice from people. They're going to see that you're a real person and you're not afraid of sharing these breakdowns and these kind of people are going to not only it's not only going to help their life but they're going to be in a position to help you right away you're going to hear some great advice and courses of action that you might not have seen and this vulnerable part is gone you've just transformed it by having a consistent habit of sharing your breakdown with people and normalizing the discussion about it and be like a super strength, a superpower over time. Yeah, and, and you need each other, right? Because go ahead and raise your hand if you're really good at giving advice, but not following your own advice, right? <laughs> my hands, my hands up. Okay, just so everybody knows, both both hands and feet are up. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not perfect at it either. I, I think I can process things and really share things. I struggle with things too, but that's why I lean on guys like Melon. And, you know, all my friends in my circle and, and what I'm doing is because they give really good advice too, um, which I do like to follow because I respect them. Right. And I see the lives mm. they live and the effort they put in. And I'm like, well, I want to be better and I want to be like them. So I'm going to listen to them because I don't always listen to myself. And that's the truth. Um, that's the other side of it is we need to realize that we're not perfect, that we're vulnerable, that we have our own faults and identify them. And um, I think that's a very common one. And that's something that we can all improve on. But it's also the importance of having it is because, again, man, if you're if you're spitting stuff, but you're not doing it, like you, you, you got to admit that and then do something about it, not just sit back and be like, well, it's just how I am, I guess. Ha ha. And, you know, and just be stagnant. Like a key, a key part of integrity is being able to um, share the breakdowns. You know, to admit your mistakes, put you put yourself in a position rather than trying to cover up and hide and 
you know, we see politicians do it all the time. You know, when they're caught in a line, they just keep digging and you're like, man, we can all see through you. Sure. When you get into that admitting the mistake and you transfer, you sort of shift gears out of this, like hoping no one finds out about it into how can I learn from this? How can I move forward? That just continues to build the integrity and the connection with people around you. You know, it's going to have you closer to keeping the commitments you've made. So some humility is is an essential element of that uh, integrity part to have that consistently. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we haven't figured it all out. Mike and I haven't figured it all out, that's for sure. You know, these breakdowns, these breakdowns continue and there's another one coming down the pipe at some point for all of us. And being able to, being able to, be real with the small stuff can help you with the real stuff when the, with the real big stuff comes. A slight change of gear there, Mike. I heard I heard a good one the other day, which was um, talking about consistency in our lives. And, you know, when you were talking about it's a new year, new me, the earth's got to a certain place around the sun, therefore I'm going to somehow be different than I was. Um, you know, those intentions that can last three weeks, like you said, with the gym and then sort of fade away those New Year's commitments. I heard a good one saying, your day is your life. Like what you did today or what you've done, if you look back over the last seven days, things you've spent time on, that is your life. Mm. And if you're, not, if you're not happy about it, like make a change. If there's, you know, wasted hours of screen sucking and doom scrolling or, you know, complaining, arguing, any sorts of negativity. If you're looking at your last seven days and you're thinking, man, there's a lot of stuff in here that I'm not I'm not proud of, or like I wouldn't want to have this be someone to sit down and be like, well, this is I'll describe the person now. This is their life. Yeah. This, this these are the things that you should be able to make a change in the moment. You don't have to wait for some milestone date to come up like the first of January. You can be moved into action and generate some consistency in any area, any day. And so I just I thought it was a good one of just look at yourself, look at your day, look at how you spent your hours over the last 24 and then look back over the last seven and be like, am I really happy with this? Or should I just make a change right now and get in a, a different form of consistent routine? I like that because, man, it's it's really true, right? Like everything that we're doing right now, we're, we're having this conversation, making this making this episode. This is This is our life. Yeah. This is what we are choosing to do in the present right now. This is our life. This is a part of us, right? People know you and I are doing this and it's recorded, right? So you can go back and listen to this in 10 years and guess what? This is going to be mm-hmm. a, a part of our lives. This is what we chose to do and what we're doing. There's no getting rid of it. It's it's happening. Mm-hmm. And when we forget that, man, that's such a good point. Is like we We, we think all the big things define us. Right. The, mm. the job titles, the, you know, the, the big successes on the mountain or even our failures, mm. you know, we fall on our face and we're laying on the ground and we're bloodied and beat up. And you're like, well, this is our life and this is who I'm going to be the rest of my life. And that that's not defining you. You know, you could again, going back to the bicycle, right. First time you ever rode a bike and you, you ate shit in the, in the thorn bush and you get out <laughs> and you're stuck and you're bleeding and you're screaming for mom and dad. And uh, you, so you, true you have you have a choice you can let that you can let that define you or 
most of us, we got back on the bike and we're like, I want to learn how to ride this damn bike. And you mm. get up and you go ride again and again and again and again until it becomes almost like muscle memory, right? When you're 30 years old and you've been riding bikes for your whole professional career of riding bikes, you can just hop on the thing, even if you have a road in two years and you figured it out and you're good. Um, yeah. Such is life with everything else. If you put in the consistent effort and the work and know what you're doing and know where you want to be and you keep doing it over time, it should become kind of like a muscle memory type thing. You know, it's like, ah, I know what to do here. I know mm -hmm. how to do this. I know how to operate this. I know how to pivot from this or whatever I need to do. Um, it's, it's that's such a good point, Mel. And I, I like that you put it that way. This, this is our life. We're living it. Yeah. And if you're not happy, if you look back at your last 24 hours and there's stuff in there, you're like, I wouldn't want my mom to know that like that was, you know, 10% of my life was because I just spent a couple of hours doing X. Make a change, you know, like they say it takes three weeks to build a habit, right? And then it's, it can be effortless. So there's going to be effort. Like Mike has been saying, you're going to have to make the effort. And then it's going to be something that you just do. You know, you get out of bed and brush your teeth sort of, and you don't have to think about it. When you're a little kid, it's effort and parents chasing kids to brush their teeth. Yeah. I had another one, um, I had another one, Mike, around um, integrity and uh, the people, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, like the people that I really look to connect with, the people that I want to hold on to in my life. And I have an, just an amazing circle of people just like you, like Gala, people are just, just they're like characters in movies. To be, to be one hundred percent honest, honest, and these people are successful and capable and strong. And the reason that they are those things is because of the integrity that they have. And the thought I was thinking was, I can look forward in the future that these people, whatever capability they have now, their ability to the resources they could muster to help me if I was in trouble or it's the same for me, for them. But in the future that those, that capability is going to increase because they're people with integrity. They're going to continue to own their mistakes and be their word. And they're going to, they're going to over the long term, there'll be ups and downs, like everything, but over the long term, they're going to have an upward trajectory in life. They're going to, they're going to deal with what life gives them because of this integrity that they have. And that, my future is living into a future where I've got this network of people who are even more capable and, you know, stronger and have more integrity even, pardon me, than they have now. And I really felt like what an amazing feeling and what a feeling of optimism you can have about the future when you think my network is going to be just a squad of heavy hitters, you know, that are, you call them and you need something and they just boom. Not only do they have the intention to deliver, they're going to have the capability to deliver. And that, you know, if things are going to go bad in life and they're going to go bad for all of us, there's like a level of almost like having an insurance policy that I know that if something was to happen to me, that my kids would be sorted out by this amazing, big, strong, growing network of people who are just getting stronger and stronger over time mm -hmm. based, on, based on the principle of the integrity and the consistency. And I just was really thinking about this, um, the ability to be optimistic about the future based on this network of uh, very special people who I already have in my life and that there'll be more added to it that I don't even know yet. 
All good. Like these people, these people, like like you, like I want you to win in life. I want you to have amazing relationships and career and other things like that. And I'll do my best to have you succeed because I know that you're a person with integrity. I know that if you asked me for something, if I gave it to you, that you would those resources you'd be using for something that really was a like a purpose that I believed in. Mm-hmm. And that this network is it's this reciprocal flow. And that this thing is going to continue to unfold over time based on like a fundamental level of being the, the integrity and the consistency of the people in and around me in my life. Wow, that mate. Some good stuff there, huh? I'm, I'm writing some things down too. I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting there just like, man, this is good. You know, one yeah. thing I'm visually doing as I'm writing is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm learning from this, you know, sharing with you and, and having this discussion and, you know, hopefully the listeners, you guys are getting something as well. But, you know, something I'm very visual. So I picture things mm. like if I see it, I can do it kind of thing. And one of the things that is going through my mind right now is Melon talking about, you know, we're living our life no matter what you're doing. It's not just highs and lows. It's in the middle too. You're how you're living your life. Like right now we're doing it. And mm. as I'm writing, it's kind of like my life, like as I'm writing each letter with my pen or each word, that's my life. This is what I'm doing in the moment, right? And if I make a mistake and I misspell this word, which I honestly just did, <laughs> I, I I one-lined it and erased it and I continued writing. Like it, it, it didn't stop me. It didn't crush me. Yeah. And I yeah. know that's a silly me- metaphor, but that's how my gorilla brain works. Um, yeah. and, and I guess life's kind of like that, you know, our, our pen's always moving. Um, yep. And then there's pauses where, you know, whatever. Um, look look at Don. He's got a stick figure on there. He's got a, 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 with a smiley <laughs> there's face. A Pac-Man, there's a Pac-Man eating a, a ghost. He's showing yeah. me his notes for you that can't see. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. pictures on there. It's kind of funny. A little stick figure. Every episode. Every episode <laughs> I sit here and write. It says happy next to next to the sun. I don't know. I guess that's a good thing for Mel. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah. no, it's a good way to think about it is, you know, with the stroke of the pen, with how you're living each moment of your life, what, what, what are you drawing? What are you, what are you creating? Mm. What do you put in the effort in? Um, mm. It takes, it takes like, I, I don't know the numbers, but it's like how many words equal a, a book? Like what are the minimum mm. standards, right? It's like, you got to put so many words into it and, and it, for it to be a chapter or a book. Um, mm. Every word counts. Right. Yeah. Like how many small, um, good little rocks can you put into your daily jar? Like you put five, six positive things into a day, you know, you just, each one being small. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, you'd go to bed feeling like, man, that was a good day. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you stack up a few weeks like that, you, your life starts to have a momentum and a direction that you, what wasn't going to just be there on its own if you were drifting. Like if you were to put your phone down from a bit of, face sucking and for your mum or just little things where you just like, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be going flat out all day, every day. Like Mike, I'm just picking up and thinking about what you've just said of these small things, you know, just writing the notes and getting a correction and correcting it. Yeah. You can just be like, I'm just going to put five or six positive things into my day with intention that I can look back on. And then there can be a bit of downtime. There can be a bit of, you know, watching Netflix or chilling out or whatever it is, you know, going, having a beer with a mate, catching up. But you can put a couple of like five or six things, I think, if they're small, five or six of them, I think would 
really change the feeling of the day. And if you do that consistently, you're going to have a, it's going to be a different trajectory to your life. There's going to be some sort of inclination and you're going to be a different place a year from now. Right. And it doesn't have to be massively effortful. Anyway, so maybe we're getting pretty close to the, uh, the time we've got here. So just the, the, the topic has been long-term consistency, the secret to having genuine self-confidence, self-esteem and respect from those that are important to you. We've talked about having clear goals, demonstrating integrity that builds trust, that builds strong relationships. Mm. I talked about those relationships being something that can really be a hugely positive, uh, optimistic thought about the future. That if you keep investing in these relationships, that you're going to have just an amazing network of people around you. Um, Mike talked about embracing the beginner's mentality. Don't be afraid to fail when you start something. Uh, that really demonstrating integrity every day with people, you're going to have a level of authenticity with them. That you're going to you're going to have to make the effort. There's no getting around it. No one else can do your push-ups for you. I also mentioned that these consistent behaviours can help help us control our worst tendencies. We all know the ways that we could fall, how we personally could slip, whatever it is, and it's different for all of us. And that if we gave that free reign, our life could be pretty catastrophically bad in a short period of time. That Mike talked about sharing uh, in a group setting with people that he really trusted, capable, other capable men and uh, women, being able to transform vulnerability into invulnerability by owning the failing, owning the breakdown, taking the wind out of the sails. And then we talked about your day is your life. You know, what have you done today? Like that, that is your life. Your life is occurring minute by minute. Are there any other uh, points that you wanted to drop just before we close out here, Mike? Uh, just the, you know, just looking at the whole, you know, new year, new me. I, I think, you know, I've been reflecting on it as we've been doing this episode and, one thing I'm saying to myself is like new year, same me and not the same of like, I'm not making changes, but my character, my values and and what's important to me, that doesn't change. Um, mm. I'm, I'm consistent. I'm still 20, you know, 2024 does not define me. I define 2024, right? Ah. I, I'm the guy with the pen. I'm writing the words. I'm writing the chapter. It's not writing it for me. It's gonna it's gonna send me stuff, but it's how I deal with it and how I choose to to face it and get through it. Um, I don't want it to define me. And um, you know, I've been through a lot of adversity lately, mostly physically, but also mentally, emotionally with it. And you know, there's always ripple effects. But I know that I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna let this define me. I'm not gonna let everybody know who Mike is because, oh, this happened to him and that's who he is for the rest of his life. No, dude, like, I don't want to be known as that. I don't want to look in the mirror and see that. Um, so, you know, just, just realize that you can make the changes now whenever you want. It's a choice. And the pursuit of it is, you know, a lifestyle that it's mm. not just a date. It's not just one event. It's not one moment of effort. It's, it's, <laughs> It's everyday commitment and um, it's going to be tough and it is tough, but I want people that want to do tough things. Mm. Building a capable crew around you, you know, yeah. yes. serious, serious, seriously capable people. All right, guys. Well, I guess there's a bit of a challenge for you guys out there with um, consistency and habits and 
um, self-confidence, self-esteem and respect, let us know uh, what has resonated for you. What areas have you seen where you've been able to have consistency and you've seen these things or let us know where you've had breakdowns. We love all the feedback. It's uh, 2024. We'd love to open up with some uh, reviews. Five star if you can. <laughs> let us know where we're where we can improve verbally or with a message and we'll try our best and uh, yeah, share this out into your network. Uh, subscribe, like, we're on Insta, we're on Facebook and uh, you can get us where you get all your good podcasts. So until next week, take care and uh, good luck with your consistency over the next seven days. Ciao.